The Chicago Bulls get an unexpected win against the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid on the team playing like an MVP candidate. We're going to talk a little bit about that game, and we're also going to talk about why Kobe White right now, if he continues his level of play, could be the Bulls' greatest success story in the last decade. We're going to get into all that, a little bit of the mailbag, and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. I'm not going to stay on this a lot today, right? I, I, we have a whole full episode of my reaction after the game. And so, you know, go and check out if you want kind of more in-detailed analysis. But I'm going to touch on a few of the things to come out of yesterday's game uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, I want to talk about the stat lines of Kobe, Vooch, DeMar, uh, and others in, as well. Kobe White, 24 points in this game, nine assists, eight rebounds, almost getting a triple-double He's going to get it at some point. When you look at the way that Kobe White's playing, the level of confidence, the fact that Billy Donovan is trusting him to do more and more with more of the actual offense going through him, trusting Kobe White's decision-making to get other players involved as well as to find his own offense. When you look at that, what Billy Donovan as well has done with other point guards, Kobe White is going to get a triple-double at some point this season. I feel like it's coming at some point. Um, just wait for it. And Kobe White's ascension has just been it, it should be the biggest story on the Chicago Bulls team right now. I said it uh, yesterday in both the halftime hangout and in the postgame show live that, you know, despite the Zach Levine trade drama and things like that, the biggest story should be, the, the, the biggest positive story should be how Kobe White has just stepped up. And we're going to talk a little bit about that here in the second segment of today. Nikola Vucevic with 23 points, eight rebounds, four assists, two blocks in this game. And one of the things with Vooch, outside of just the stat sheet, he hit some really big momentum shots when the Chicago Bulls needed it in yesterday's game, and that's something that I don't want to go uh, without that being said. Big threes at times stepped up, and and Nikola Vucevic is playing so much better here uh, recently and just giving exactly kind of what the Bulls need in a lot of areas of the game. And really, when you look at it, Nikola Vucevic, through the first 19 games of the season, he was 18th amongst starting centers in scoring, 15th in assists, and 14th in rebounding. Now, in the eight last nine games now since Zach Levine has been out, he is number six in assists amongst centers, four, four and a half per game, seventh in rebounding with almost 12 rebounds per game, and ninth in scoring for his position. And again, we're seeing Nikola Vucevic get back to being that top 10 player at his position at times. It does not mean he still doesn't do some head-scratching things. He still doesn't frustrate us in, cer in certain games, things like that. But Vooch is really starting to play much better over this time. And I think with the improved play of like Io, Patrick Williams, uh, Kobe White, that sometimes it gets missed of how, how Nikola Vucevic has been playing much better over this time since Zach has been out as well. Now, I'm not saying that's because of Zach Levine. Please don't, don't, uh, please make no mistake about that. I'm just saying with the added opportunities and up role that he's going to have to naturally have as being one of the better scorers on this team, Nikola Vucevic has absolutely stepped up big time uh, for the Chicago Bulls. Now, we need to see him be more consistent, right? And that's kind of the thing and the name of the game when it comes down to this team is consistency. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But, you know, Vooch has been stepping up as well. Uh, DeMar DeRozan in this game, 15 points, five assists, four rebounds. Now, the thing with this game for DeMar DeRozan specifically, he didn't score uh, his first bucket until the second quarter, and we were well into the second quarter with that. He ends up only going 5 of 15 from the field for 15 points. But, you know, at the end of the day, he made some big buckets for the Bulls as well. 
And then, of course, Patrick Williams with 13 points, going 5 of 13 from the field, 6 rebounds, 1 block in this game. Again, another game of aggressive Patrick Williams. Was it perfect? No. Was it always pretty? No. But Patrick Williams finds a way to impact the game, especially in the second half of this game after that nasty slip where people were, gonna, where people were a little bit worried if Patrick Williams was going to be, uh, you know, have an injury and maybe even come back in the game. He came back. Played extremely well for the Chicago Bulls. Made some key defensive moments as he has been for a while now. And Patrick Williams continues to improve. Has it been perfect? No. But he continues to improve hitting big shots, some momentum shots when you need it as well. And so that's good to see from Patrick Williams. You want to continue to see that fourth quarter was big for him. Six points in the fourth quarter. uh, Both of those being on on three-point shots. But when we needed it, especially with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers marching back, Patrick Williams stepped up and gave us some big shots where we needed it as well. And then when you look at the bench, Alex Caruso with 10 points in his first game back, 31 minutes played. Did not really expect Alex Caruso to play that many minutes upon his return. Uh, Javon Carter with 12 points. He get, he makes four three-pointers, four of eight uh, from the three-point range, four of 11 overall from the field. And then five points from Andre Drummond with eight rebounds in 14 minutes. Drum just being the efficient player he he is, especially when you when you keep him below 18 minutes. And then Daylon Terry in this game. I want to talk a little bit about Daylon Terry's game because the stat sheet is not going to pop out at you. He made his only shot that he took for two points. Uh, three rebounds, one assist in this game, but it was the deep. Dalen Terry had some really, really good defensive rotations in this game and possessions, and Dalen Terry seems like the game's starting to maybe slow down for him. He's starting to play a little bit more controlled, especially at this time with Torrey Craig's out. Clearly now we're seeing that Billy Donovan's going to go to him instead of Julian Phillips, and this may be a time for Dalen Terry to maybe show, hey, I deserve whatever this Zach Levine trade maybe goes down and whoever goes or stays or whatever. Maybe he, maybe he does deserve to be in Billy Donovan's rotation more than what he has been so far. So, you know, really good game for the Bulls. The, the Philadelphia 76ers get out to an early lead. Kobe White says, uh-uh. He steps up, <laughs> makes some big shots, puts the Bulls on a run. We end up still finishing that first quarter uh, up by one after going down by what was like 16-4. to four. Um, So it was good to see the Bulls kind of battle back. Now, I would love to see the Bulls stop letting teams get out to those early leads. But they showed a lot of heart. And Billy Donovan talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Six and three. I think in the last nine games, you just finished this two and one road trip. What do you feel like you all are right now? Do you feel like these guys are figuring things out? How do you see the, this group coming together? Well, you know, the Milwaukee game on Milwaukee on the road was, was, was a tough one in overtime. You know, we gave ourselves a chance. It was a hard loss. And then the other night against Miami, you know, we had our certainly our opportunities and some rebounds and, you know, some plays we just didn't make, you know, late in the game. So, you know, of those two games, you know, you feel like against, you know, two really good quality opponents, you're right there. And I think, obviously, Philly is an elite team, you know, in the Eastern Conference. I know Miami wasn't whole either were we when we played. Played Milwaukee at home, you know, the overtime win. We've competed well against the better teams. You know, it's just a matter for us, can we play and continue? I think we're starting to see more consistency. Like the... The ups and downs of the game are going to happen. They happen for every team. But I like the way we're responding back. Like, you know, we get down by 15 against Miami. We cut it to one at the half. You know, we get up in the third. We go into the fourth, down 11. We take the lead again. Like, that's the kind of fight back you want to see. Up by 11 tonight, you know, they're going to kind of come fighting back. They come all the way back and tie it up, and we kind of go up by six or seven. They come flying back at the like. The resiliency and the, the toughness mentally to kind of keep pushing through that. If we can keep building that, that's where you, I think your consistency comes from. And, you know, talking about how the group of guys is coming is connected. Right. And I don't and I know some people took that as like a shot to, to, to Zach Levine or whatever else. I'm going to take it for, for face value at what it is. This team right now is playing connected. This team is playing 
for each other, and you can tell. But it, it's it's easy to do that when you have a leader in Kobe White, and Kobe White is stepping up to be such an important leader for the Chicago Bulls team. And that's the part that that even without the stats that Kobe White's given, which is the, the don't get me wrong, it's amazing. Let's take that right, and we'll talk about Kobe White's December here in a second. But just the way that Kobe has stepped up as a leader for the Chicago Bulls team. That's the that's the best part of all of this is you're not only getting a player playing his best basketball that you want to make sure is going to be sustained over the rest of the season, but you're also getting a player that is stepping up into a leadership role. The way that he's talked about it, the way that he's finding other players, being a leader on the on the on the court with getting players involved, talking to players, talk, getting in Pat Will's ear, telling them where to go. The sideline we talked about it against that second game against Miami. Kobe White was on the sideline, kind of pointing and going at guys to tell them to get together so they can try to win that game. We're not just seeing a player who's playing his best basketball and putting up some of some great numbers. We're seeing a player in Kobe White that is rounding out and turning into a leader. And that's what you can build something around, right? So in talking about Kobe White being kind of the best piece right now for the Chicago Bulls team, I don't think anybody's looking at it and saying, hey, Kobe's going to be a player that necessarily could be your number one and lead you to the title. We're so far removed and away from that. But when you talk about building a culture and trying to start retooling and things like that, you want to have a leader in doing that and a leader that's been here. And I think the thing that makes it different is that Kobe White has been here his whole entire career. He's not somebody we traded for. He's not somebody who came in in another deal or whatever assigned here. He's a player that we drafted, that we're developing, and that we're starting to get the benefit of that faith that was put into Kobe White. And that kind of gets us into our next topic. Kobe White has the chance to be the Bulls' best success story since Jimmy Butler. Now, that's not to say that we didn't have other minor ones. I think Zach Levine, to a degree, how he's grown, how he grew his game here in Chicago and rounded out could be a success story in a way, right? Wins didn't come with that. I think Bobby Portis also was a success story in a way just because we drafted him. Not many people really thought that Bobby Portis would turn into what he turned into. Unfortunately, even while he was starting his ascension, we traded him away. Laurie, we traded away. Kobe's here and he's been here. And, you know, with the way he's playing right now, it doesn't look like Kobe White's going anywhere anytime soon. And he has that chance to be the Bulls' best success story since Jimmy Butler, and hopefully one that we're talking about plays actually most of his career in a Chicago Bulls uniform. Uh, amazing December from Kobe White, but before we get into that December, I want to get into some of his comments after the game. Let's go ahead and play that now. You guys have obviously come close against some really good teams of late. What was the difference tonight? Uh, we just made a bunch of plays down the end. Shout out to Vooch, man. Vooch had some big shots. He took on the challenge, guarding the top, you know, top three player in the league right now. Probably uh, in, top uh, front runner for MVP candidate. He's been putting up some big numbers, and he took on the challenge, man, and he made some big shots down the stretch for us. And uh, he's a competitor, so, you know, uh, shout out to him. He made big plays. You mentioned Vucevic hitting big plays, but the guy that you prop up more than anybody, Patrick Williams, also had two three-pointers in that yeah. fourth quarter. What did you see from him? Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, work on his game every day. Um, he's prepared for those moments so uh you know um doesn't surprise me um you know he, he, he tweaked his ankle a little bit and uh you know that shows how tough he is uh you know what i'm saying he, he was able to come back and uh, hit two big two big threes and uh you know and play he just competes on both ends of the court uh and he was, he's been aggressive um so you know shout out to pat too we're gonna go to your favorite subject now and talk about you you almost had your first triple double of your career big game from you What's going on with you lately? I mean, I almost don't count. Uh, but, uh, no, nah, I mean, I'm just playing. I'm just hooping. Um, like I always say, man, I give credit to, to my teammates, uh, my coaching staff, uh, organization. They believe in me. Um, they continue to believe in me. They give me confidence each and every day to go out there and, and just be myself. Um, so I can't thank them enough for that. And last one, that team leads the NBA in net rating. Yeah. What can a win like that do for you guys moving forward? 
I can do a lot, you know what I'm saying? But like, like I always say, like, enjoy this win. They be, they're a hell of a team. Enjoy this win tonight. But we got to move on and, and play again in the next in the next day or two and uh, get, get prepared for that. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a grinded out win. It was a good win against a really talented team. Thanks for your time, Kobe. Thank you. And you hear Kobe White in his voice, just the way that he's poised. And if you're on the YouTube side, you got to see the video. Kobe White right now is playing with probably the most confidence of his career. And that's something that it's a revelation to see amongst the season in a time period of that should be down, like how we started off this season. Uh, I don't think many people would have saw this. And, you know, competing with one of the best teams in the NBA, and we've been right there. Billy Donovan said it. Kobe said it in this. We've competed with some of the best teams in the NBA in the Miami Heat. We competed with um, with the, the Milwaukee Bucks, how we beat them once. We competed with them in that second game, right? Those type of things. This game against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Bulls right now are 6-3. and three. Since Zach Levine went down, and I'm not going to put all that on Zach Levine. We'll talk about that here in some as well. But let's talk about the month of December that Kobe White has happened so far. 25.8 points per game. So let's go ahead and round that up to 26 points per game. 6.8 assists, 6.8 rebounds, one steal, a little over a turnover per game. And he's doing that on 51% shooting from the field and 50% shooting from three-point range. Now, that three-point shooting percentage is probably not going to be sustainable. If he does that, it's going to be amazing to see. But Probably not going to be sustainable, but the thing that makes a difference and, and what we've seen Kobe do in some other times is that he's doing the other things that are also impacting winning, understanding how to create separation, getting to the rim. We saw him go at Joel and be down there and use his, his craftiness to be able to get and finish around the rim. Those are things that we haven't always seen from Kobe White. And he's starting to get to the free throw line a little bit more as well. And don't be surprised, especially if Kobe continues this this whole season. He's going to get more foul calls next year. That's just kind of the way that he goes. Right now, he's averaging two and a half uh, free throws per game, which is the most of his career. So, and keep in mind, he's not even averaging, well, he is averaging now the most minutes of his career. So, we went up there. But, so, as that's starting to go, and he's starting to show that more craftiness, he's starting to show an ability to take players off the dribble, Kobe White's going to get to the free throw line more. And that's something that I'm going to look to increase, especially if that three-point shooting percentage when it starts dipping, because it will start dipping at some point, right? He's not going to maintain shooting 50% from three-point range. But, hey, I also said some other things probably weren't going to happen that happened, so maybe Kobe White can prove me wrong on that. But if he can start also adding in, getting to the free throw line and a little bit of a higher clip, that two and a half, if he can get that up to just one and a half more free throws a game to four, that's a solid enough getting to the line, and he's hitting it at an 83% clip. Um, which we know he can shoot better than that. That 83% is the second lowest of his career, so we know he, we can, he can shoot it better from the free throw line. So as Kobe White's game continues to evolve, still only 23 years old, Kobe isn't done. Kobe isn't in his prime yet, and that's the things that you're looking at in this team and then say Kobe White is just balling right now. He is him right now. Now, my, my co-host over in Locked on Bulls, Pat the Designer, and, you know, he's, he's, he's not as, uh, as, you know, kind of, boastful about Kobe White as we are right now as a lot of Bulls fans are because he wants to see it he talked about Kobe White even talking about his consistency but Kobe White's putting together a great month of December which is eight games so far you can even go back to about uh, November 20th with that and that adds it to over over 12 games closer to 15 games and he's been doing pretty much the same thing Kobe White right now is doing it and in the way that he's doing it it seems like it's going to be sustainable I understand people wanting to wait and see before they say it but Kobe White it's just balling, and I do think that he has the chance to be that success story overall. We need to see him finish out this season strong. I uh, do not be surprised if Kobe White gets to the three-point contest. I know a lot of people are asking about, like, uh, can he be an all-star? It's going to be extremely difficult as a guard to make the all-star team if you don't have that super big storyline on the national stage. 
maybe that could start coming for Kobe White. But don't be surprised if most improved player is not outside the realm of possibility for Kobe White. And that's something I've had to come around to because I didn't initially think that coming into how he's been playing. But, you know, looking at what Laurie did last year and winning most improved player on a team with a losing record, I think that Kobe White can make that happen as well. So look out for that. Kobe White's just balling out of control right now. And like I said, I talk so much about Kobe because he deserves the play that he has on the court, the way that he's extended his game, the, the intelligence and basketball IQ that he's playing with right now, the poise, understanding the change of speed, that deserves to be celebrated. And more so than what we just talked about, who's going, who's staying, Kobe White and his play here for the Chicago Bulls deserves to be talked about. And here at Chicago Bulls Central, we're going to talk about it as much as we possibly can. Now, with the win yesterday, that moved the Chicago Bulls to being 6-3 and three since Zach Levine went out in this game. We talked about it. The Bulls are, at, are like top 10 in the league in offense since Zach Levine's been down. They're a top defensive team in the league, top 10, I think top 10 to 12 defensively since Zach Levine's been down. And the biggest question that people are asking now is, because I've said it, right? The wins and losses weren't really the way that we were looking at judging this team. But you got to start asking yourself, does that need to change now? Do we need to start looking at this Bulls team and at the win and loss record and saying, hey, this is a team that's not that's not outside the realm of possibility of making a play in, regardless of what happens with, with Zach Levine's situation or not. And so that is a big question for this team. And I think when you look at the style of play, the way that this Bulls team has been playing lately, they've been balling. Um, and it, and it's and it's it's been great to see. Uh, the way that this team has been playing, the way that this team has been executing, the way that this team, per what Billy Donovan and Kobe White said, has been playing for each other, that's all things you just can't overlook right now. This team is absolutely killing it, killing it, scoring well. One of the best three-point shooting teams in the league per percentage over this last last stretch right now. This is This is crazy. This is crazy. And, you know, you love to see what this team has the capability of doing has the capability of doing. And so I love what this team is bringing right now. Uh, we're averaging 108 points per game, which is better than what we did at points in the season. This team is, is playing with the level of poise right now and a, le uh, and a level of togetherness that, like I said, you got to look back at like that Kirk Heinrich, Luau Deng, um, Ben Gordon era Bulls because that's a team that had talent on it. They didn't have a superstar, but they were absolutely beating teams with superstars on them regularly. And this is what you can expect to see. And so we, we start off this week with a win. We got the Los Angeles Lakers going uh, tomorrow. And then after that, we got the Spurs on the second of a back-to-back, -back, which we play. And then we finish off this week Saturday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. This team right now with the confidence that they are playing with is a team that you can look at and say they can go on winning streak, right? And I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to go on another four-game winning streak or anything like that. But this is a team, a, a week where you want to see the Bulls try to kind of to come out of this week with a winning record, win the week, right? Win the week. And if the Bulls can do that more often is win the week, that's when we're going to start getting into that place. The development, I didn't talk a lot about Patrick Williams, but he, he's coming along as well. We got a voicemail where I'm going to go more into that. But I love the way that this team's playing right now. Being 6-3 and three since Zach Levine went down just shows how this team is really coming together and how they're polarized by, the, by having a, a vocal now leader that's developing and you're starting to see guys start listening. Kobe White's voice is gaining more and more traction with his players. I also think it's building more and more confidence in him, and this team is rallying around Kobe White in a lot of ways. Still want to see him get be more of a factor in the fourth quarters of games and kind of when the decisions on the line. I want to see Billy Donovan trust Kobe White and that development to go to that, but I think that that's coming along as things move along as well. But let me know what you guys think as always. 
down below. But we got two voicemails I want to get into the day because, of course, when the Bulls win, the voicemail bag starts filling up. And I want to make sure uh, that we don't, uh, you know, get let it get too much before the mailbag weekend. This first voicemail, this one's from 8 Lives. Hey, what's up, my boy? It's your boy, 8 Lives. I'm calling in for one reason. Kobe motherfucking White. I've been saying this, and you know I've been saying this consistently for years now. The reason I keep riding with Kobe, I'm going to just say this one last time. Is because when we didn't have nobody and it was just Zach and Kobe, I saw Kobe's skills. No, they wasn't crisp like they was now since he's been practicing with Dr. Dribbles or whoever the fuck he's been practicing with. But he needs to take Ayo and Pat with him next offseason. Kobe the truth. Please stop asking, can he, can he keep it consistent? Can he keep doing this? I was so happy when I heard you start saying what you were saying about Kobe because this was the game that told you, dude, ain't no joke. Everything you said was what I was about to call in and say. When you said he playing better than Zach ever have really here in spurts, Zach has some, some good games or whatever. But as far as, like you said, taking the bull by the horn and saying, no, we winning, Zach never really did that. It's like he laid down for DeMar. You know what I mean? And Kobe ain't doing that. And I just, man, this was this 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 was a great win. And uh, I was almost about to go there with Boost today. Boost Boo stepped it in, stepped it up at the end. But he, at first, it looked like he was just going to let Embiid play him like a straight biatch. But he came back and finally hit some threes that matter, not just when we win it. Actually put us up or got us close or whatever, but it was a good game. Who the fuck is this man? Good game, man. See red. And, you know, I, I agree with everything that you said, and I love that you uh, my points, but just realistically, the, Kobe's, the, the questions around Kobe White won't stop until he does this for the majority of the season. And best believe, when if Kobe White strings a couple of bad games together, let's say he has a stretch of two, three bad games, there are going to be more people that come out vocal, oh, we told you it was fool's gold, and that's going to happen, right? That just comes with the nature of it. But Kobe White, it, it, like once he continues to do this, which he's already on the path of doing it for about a month or more so, once this continues for, for Kobe White, you're going to see, like I said, that conversation is going to change, not only from Bulls fans, but from people around the national media, Kobe White absolutely right now should be the biggest story for the Chicago Bulls. Outside of Charles Barkley saying, what are the Bulls doing, this, this, and this, uh, Zach Levine trade, is DeMar going to go, is he going to stay, what's happening with Alex Caruso, why are the Bulls holding on to that? The storyline should be that Kobe White is stepping up into a role and, 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 and having a star-level impact right now for the Chicago Bulls. And I can't wait till he does that for the full season, and then we can start shutting people up, and then we can ride into the offseason asking the questions. Can he do it again, right? And so your point on Nikola Vucevic, I agree as well. Vooch has made some big shots. And I think Vooch is, you know, I went over the stats earlier in the episode. He's really starting to round out as well and kind of finding his place now with how this team plays. I do think that if DeMar does end up leaving, not saying that I'm calling for, but if that ends up what happening, what happens, depending on who they replace DeMar with, if Vooch gets kind of more more rain over that mid, mid, mid-range post area, you can see Vooch play even better than what we've seen him play even at the height so far. So I think that that's what we're looking for, and we'll see if it ends up coming. But great voicemail. Thank you for tuning in, 8 Lives. But let's go ahead and get into the next one. This one's from the 224. Hey, Hayes, what's going on? Um, I just wanted to reach out to you uh, because I see a lot of Bulls fans talking about Patrick Williams and after his 25-point outing in Miami, as well as he strung together a couple good uh, high-scoring games relative to him this whole month of December. and. People are talking about how, oh, Patrick's like way more aggressive. Uh, This is what we need to see out of him, especially after that Miami game. And I think it's a bit unreasonable because he he only took 10 or 11 shot attempts, I want to say, during that Miami game. 
but he scored as an 80% flip. It's not reasonable to expect him to do that. And that's something that's been consistent in the games that he scores above 15 points. It's typical when he scores 15 points, he is shooting 70 to 80% from the field on the same number of shot attempts he does when he scores 10 points a game. And so when Bulls fans are saying, oh, this is what we need to see from Peck going forward, it's just, I don't know, it just annoys me because I I think to myself, this isn't sustainable. I believe Peck is a very is a good player. As a 3 and D player, he's exactly what you would want between stars, and I know everyone wants him to be worthy of that with overall pick. I don't know if he'll get there, but expecting him to get there by shooting 80%, 70%, or even 60% in the field on a night-to-night basis is unreasonable. Um, I do think he's been a little bit more aggressive in December. You can see his shot output. He's averaging, I think, like 10 shots a game compared to his career average, which is 7. But even if you take those 10 shots per game, and you take his career averages from the field, I think he's like 47% from the field, 40% from three. He would only be averaging 12 points over the course of a year if he started averaging 10 shots from the beginning. Um, and again, 12 points per game. That's, that's not this 15 to 20 point score that everyone wants him to be. I think it's just, he has to get more shots up. And whether that means we make a big trade and let go of DeMar or Newt so he can get those shots, or whether that means this is just the guy he is and he's never going to get to a point of taking 15 shots remains to be seen. But I don't think the answer for him is to ultimately be an 80% from the field score. Because, again, not even Nikola Jokic or Prime Shaq couldn't do that. Okay, so one thing I'm going to disbunk on what you said. Uh, when you when you say things like is it is it unreasonable or uh, unrealistic for him to keep it? All you talked about is scoring. Patrick, when we talk about Patrick Williams' aggressiveness, it's not just because of scoring. I don't think I don't know anyone who's just looking at Patrick Williams and saying scoring, scoring, scoring. He is the fourth option and sometimes fifth option, even with Zach Levine being off this team. So you kind of using your whole critique to go down to scoring. I think kind of misses the point of why aggressiveness is important when we talk about Patrick Williams playing with aggressiveness it's the block shots it's the, that type of thing that Patrick Williams is playing with it's the it's the steals averaging over still over a block per game it's the rebounds and how those rebounds are creating easy buckets for him especially with the way he's offensively rebounding we have to stop this thing where we look at, at players and just talk about scoring 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 Patrick Williams role right now is not to be a big time scorer so yeah him averaging 12 points per game considering what his role is that's actually pretty damn good. And if he keeps doing that and averaging over five rebounds per game and right around two, two and a half assists per game and over still over a block, yes, those are role player numbers. But I and I don't think anybody at this point is looking, keep in mind as well, fourth overall picks usually turn into role players. But all that aside, well, no, I don't think anybody's looking for Patrick Williams to be this 18 or 20 point per game scorer. As you said, that's just not his role. That place isn't for him on this team right now. Now, after Zach's traded, if DeMar goes, and then he then he becomes a larger part in that offensive rotation, then I think that's when that comes. But most of your voicemail was built around shooting and scoring, and that is not the point of aggressiveness. So, yeah, the 80% field goal shooting probably isn't sustainable, but the aggressiveness is, and he's going to create more opportunities for himself. Hell, we see a player in Andre Drummond with just being aggressive and consistent gets damn near a double-double, right? So he can have a huge impact on the game, especially defensively, and what he does and not taking more than 10 shots per game because, again, that's not his role. You have to understand the role that the player has on this team, and scoring isn't that for Patrick Williams right now. But you guys can let me know what you guys think on all that down below, as always. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. 
You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.